Welcome to Making Lemonade. I'm Wit. And I'm Kels. And we started this podcast to bring connection and support to this community. We know that every single person goes through tough situations in life. And we wanted to help share stories of those situations to help others not feel so alone. We are not therapists or doctors. Our opinions are our own. The opinions expressed by the guests on each episode is their own and doesn't necessarily share our same views. You can find information and resources shared by each guest in the episode notes or on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you for listening. Welcome, Tara. We're so excited to speak with you today. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and where your story begins? Well, thank you for having me. It's so great to meet y'all and be part of this podcast. Yeah. Um, So, you know, our story uh, started really with a tragedy for our family. It was in March of 2010 that we were on our spring break vacation in Beaver Creek, Colorado, having a wonderful time. And it was on that very last run of the day that our oldest daughter, Taylor, and our young middle son, uh, Ryan, and my husband wanted to have one last run before our slopes closed. And Peyton and I, my little one, um, was tired. And so she wanted to go down to the bottom of the mountain and get some hot chocolate. And, you know, it was a very, very long time before Um, We saw my husband and my son coming down this escalator by themselves without Taylor, and they come rushing to me and saying there's been an accident. Taylor went off into the trees, and she hit a tree, and um, we're being care flighted. And at that moment, your whole world stops. I mean, it just completely flips upside down. Um, So we went to Vail Hospital, and they care flighted her to Grand Junction, Colorado. Um, we were supposed to be care flighted to Denver, but the weather was not good. So they care flighted to Grand Junction, which was like a two and a half hour drive for us in the snow. It was awful. Um, and when we got to the hospital in Grand Junction, we were met with this huge group of doctors who started just labeling off her injuries to us and not giving us a lot of hope. Um, but they did everything they could I mean for a day day and a half to save her life Um, every test was run everything was done right and it finally just came down that our sweet girl was not going to survive she had traumatic brain injury from the accident and you know she was wearing a helmet and doing everything right she was a great athlete it was just a complete accident on the slopes So once we learned that we were going to lose her, I'll never forget my husband was standing by Taylor's bed holding her hand and I was right next to her sitting down on this couch because I was so weak just with all this information that was coming in and none of it seemed to be good. And this nurse came to us and said, you know, she's a beautiful candidate for organ donation and would you consider it? And we had never talked about donation 
in our family, not even once. I mean, I think my husband and I had checked our driver's license, maybe, but it wasn't a conversation in our home. But out of all the decisions we were making, that was the easiest one to say yes to because of the type of child Taylor was. She was just so others-centered and giving. As a matter of fact, you know, we had one of her friends over um, who's 27 now. Taylor would have been 27 at this point. And she said something that really kind of sums up Taylor. She said, you know, Taylor made everyone feel like they were her best friend. And at 13 years old, she made people feel seen and heard and acknowledged. And she was so inclusive. She always just had, um, you know, a huge group of friends because she made everyone feel welcome. And, you know, we, we said yes to that question of her being a donor and Taylor went on to save and improve the lives of five people with the gift of her heart, both kidneys, her liver, her pancreas, and she gave sight with her cornea. And, you know, when we came back from Colorado and really started our life over, I remember my husband sitting in the backyard with me. He, and he said, you know, my, my grandfather's voice keeps coming in my head. And he said, and when I was young, this made nothing to me, but it just, it means so much now. He said, his grandfather used to say, Todd, it's not what happens to you that matters. It's how you react to it that does. And that was like a complete switch for my husband. And and I mean, don't get me wrong. Of course it mattered that we lost Taylor. Our world was shattered, but we knew our reaction was going to be real important, especially to our other two children. And we had a a choice. We're going to cave up in the grief or we were going to find the good. And the good was that Taylor saved lives with donation and saved others. And so we wanted to focus on that. So I'm going to stop right there because I could just continue talking. No, (laughs) Perfect. Okay. You you want me to keep going or do you want to stop and ask questions? Okay. No, I'm good. Yeah, you can keep going. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and so, you know, we focused on the good that came out of the tragedy, which is that Taylor saved lives. And so we started looking into organ donation because, honestly, that was like the silver lining. It, it was like giving purpose to the pain. And so we started looking into that and realizing what a gift it is. And in 2010, in our state of Texas, there were only 2% of registered organ donors in the entire state in 2010. We could not believe that. We were like, how is that possible? Right? So that really became our initial, you know, mission is to change that. How do you get the word out about the beauty of donation and to share with others the importance of it? Um, And so we did. We started Taylor's Gift Foundation with the initial purpose to share the importance of donation. And we really worked hard at that. And we started to change the conversation. So, you know, just talking about this, I know this is not this is not an easy topic. It's not an easy topic to talk about. Right. I mean, because when people think of donation, they think of death. But organ, eye and tissue donation is all about life. That's what it's about. And so. We wanted to change that conversation so it's not a scary topic to bring up with your family and friends. And so we coined this phrase, outlive yourself. And that became kind of our message is 
outliving yourself? How do you want to leave a lasting difference in the lives of others? And it's a great way to bring it up with your family and friends, you know, about, hey, do you want to outlive yourself someday? And if you want to be a donor, it's a great time to say, that's how I want to outlive myself. I want to save others someday. And it's a beautiful final act of service to others in this life, truly. Um, And so we really started to change that conversation. And we started to grow really quickly nationally um, when our story of when we met Taylor's heart recipient um, hit Good Morning America. I don't know if you've seen that on our website, mm-hmm. but so that story really kind of launched everything for us um, and sparked this whole national um, following and and momentum for us. So, you know, we really worked hard to change that conversation and it started to work. I mean, we had some great national partners join us on this, that we had like OPI nail polish created a Taylor blue color Mm -hmm. for us that because her eyes were so beautifully blue. Um, And that little bottle of nail polish just went all over the globe. And then, you know, the last few years we had Nike partner with the foundation to create outlive yourself socks. And these are on our website. Also Um, we're sold out of the nail polish though. So (laughs) we don't have any more of that. Um, but the Nike socks was is really special because on the socks, there's this blue that is this reflective of the color of Taylor's eyes. And then there's five stripes on it that Nike put there to give honor to the five lives she saved. So there's a story behind it, which is so special, you know, but along the way throughout all these years, we saw this lack of grief support specifically for the donor side. And you know, we're called a donor family. And really what that means is that there is someone in our family who was able to give the gift of life through donation. And we're becoming, we're a donor family now. I'm a donor mom. Um, and so we saw this lack of grief support really nationwide, um, specifically tailored for the grief of a donor family, because a donor family's grief is, is different in the sense that we've got the grief from the sudden loss because donation comes out of an accident or a tragedy. It just does. Combined with this silver lining of gratitude that your loved ones save lives. So it's really kind of a, a combination of where grief and gratitude share the same space. And that's confusing and that's hard. Um, and there really wasn't a lot of resources for that. No, I okay. can totally relate to how you feel as a donor family and the and the support that isn't there for that. Like I felt so, both of our children donated their organs. Um, and I'm just so proud of my little girl for, you know, doing that and just what a difference she's made. But watching my children be sad and discouraged and missing their sister and go through grief was so hard. And then to see like, like just her heart recipients family have so much joy and get to do the make a wish and just have so much happiness. And not that I'm not happy for them. I am overjoyed for them, but the balance just seemed off. I'm like, why aren't my kids getting a trip somewhere? Like, you know, that that was hard. And so I mm. I just feel that connection with you. Like I just it's a hard thing mm. to balance because you're just it's a lot. You're kind of balancing, I don't mm-hmm. know, both. I get what you're saying. You're trying you're, to balance grief and gratitude. Yeah. Like what she was saying. Yeah. 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 Like you're so happy for obviously the recipients, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're just trying to figure out your path after that loss. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And we saw, you know, this lack of grief support in the mm-hmm. nation specifically geared towards that. And so, you know, years ago, we wanted to step into that space and provide this grief support. And, but honestly, the world wasn't ready for it. Yeah. I mean, mental health was not a thing that people talked about easily. Yeah. And then COVID hit, right? And it became something that people receive and look for and talk about openly. So it was the perfect time for us to start our grief support program for donor families. And, you know, it's really, really important to us that this is a free resource to these families because, you know, majority of our families that we work with are low income. They can't afford any sort of grief or emotional support. So it's real important to us that finances don't get in the way of getting them help and and helping them find hope again. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, the, the program has now is in 20 States and growing and um, it, it just is such a, a beautiful example of number one of how Taylor is outliving herself. But on the other side, it's the, it, it just shows the need in this nation for this type of grief support, because once we launched this program, it, it, the need exceeded our expectations. I mean, we just, it, it was amazing the amount of donor families that were needing this kind of support. And so with our grief support, what we provide them is peer to peer support and group support. And our, our peer to peer support is, can y'all hear me? Okay. I yeah. keep, my thing uh-huh. keeps going. Okay. And my keep, keep saying is my <laughs> connection is unstable, oh. but so our peer to peer support is just kind of the lifeblood. We provide our donor families with what we call a caring guide. Um, these are our compassionate individuals who truly have walked through trauma and pain themselves. So, I mean, I think we all know how important it is to feel understood and what that's like to be able to speak to somebody who's been through hard. And so they understand what that's like, right? And it becomes and immediately walls come down and there's understanding immediately what that trauma and pain feels like. Um, So it's real important for us to provide this peer support, but we also provide community with our group support for donor families. So it's just, it's so important to us. And I really feel like this is exactly what the foundation was made for years ago. Um, Taylor was always giving of herself to others in that way of being there for others. And I think this is a beautiful way to honor her is to giving these families hope and providing them a way to do so. I love that. And I, I think this kind of goes into like a question that we have for you is how were you able to find like, or how were you able to cope and find purpose with your tragedy? Yeah. You know, like, I think we all go through that, right? Like tragedy hits, how do we continue on, you know, and for you to find purpose through Taylor's gift and, you know, giving support to those in need, I feel like is just such a beautiful way to do that. You know, it all came down to really, you know, that quote, which has become our family quote, you know, it's not what happens to you that matters. It's how you react to it that does. Right. Mm -hmm. And so your reaction is so important and our faith plays a huge role in that. Um, you know, relying on God to just help us with that next step and that next breath. Um, because it's not easy. 
it's just not easy to go through something like this, you know? Um, But, you know, being able to kind of have that community around us was so important. Yeah. I am blown away that the statistic in Texas, one of our biggest states, was 2% in 2010. I literally thought more than half of people, or at least half, were organ donors on their license plate or or their driver's license. So do you know what it is now in Texas? It's over 60%, (gasps) almost 70%. Oh my (laughs) gosh, that's amazing. You know, that is, I think we've had a big part in that, but you know, Donate Life Texas has worked very diligently to increase those numbers. There's lots of organizations out there that advocate for that. So, you know, it's the education piece that has really ramped up. Yeah. Um, And we feel like we've had, we've been part of that. Mm -hmm. Um, which I feel like is important, but you know, we, yeah, the numbers have increased and, you know, you know, many people believe in donation. They just don't know how to register, Mm -hmm. right? Like, how would you do that? So easiest thing to do is to go to registerme.org, just registerme.org. And through there, you'll be able to, um, register within your state within like 90 seconds. So it's super simple to do. But, you know, the big thing is really, honestly, is just having the conversation Yes, with your, fa- tell with your, your family. Loved ones. Tell them what you want because tell them what you they want. don't know if you don't speak your mind. And I think it's a good conversation to have with your kids. Like mm-hmm. nobody wants to have that conversation with their kids. But after our children died, I know I did. Mm-hmm. I said, hey, yeah. like if anything ever happened to you, it won't, it won't. But please tell me, like, what do you think? What do you want to do? You know, like. Right, right. Because I don't. I don't know. I just want to have that conversation. Right. Well, in the misconceptions, did you ever get like questions? Did people ever ask you misconceptions with organ donation? Mm-hmm. Like we got like, we, they asked us if he was going to look the same or how did he look yeah. after he got or donated his organs? What were some questions that people ask you? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of myths out mm-hmm. there, right. About donation. And, you know, one that we hear, which is so untrue is that, well, if I check that box and they see that I have a heart on my license, then when I go to the hospital, they won't work hard on me. And it's like, you're kidding yeah, me. Right. You That's know? like the of very, very last will. thing they even look for. They don't even know. Well, I mean, yeah. no, I mean, the thing is, yeah. is that a doctor, they have Hippocratic oath to save your yeah. life. They're not there to say same save someone else's. Yeah. They're there to save yours, yeah. right? So it's, they have an obligation to save you. You know, another myth is the fact that, oh, it's going to cost my family a lot of money if, if I'm a donor, but the donor side is never charged for that yeah. part of it. Yeah. Um, you know, and also it we hear, oh, it's against my religion. You know, mm-hmm. I just, 99% of religions believe that organ donation is a beautiful act of service. Yes. It is. Yes. You know, and I always just tell people if they're in doubt, ask their priest, pastor, reverend, you know, yeah. ask them what they, what the faith believes, but you'd be very surprised. I, gar- I guarantee you'll be very surprised. Yeah. But we're really, you know, it's, that's what we're wanting people to know is that this is not about death and it's not scary. It is a, it's all about life. And to answer your question, yes. I mean, it sounds morbid, but you know, can they have an open casket funeral? Yes, they can. Mm -hmm. Yes, they can. Absolutely. Taylor did. And Mm -hmm. she saved five lives, you know? So, I mean, it can be done in a beautiful way. And so I just think it's important to, Number one, have the conversation. Two, to register if it's something you consider. Um, 
and really realize that it is a beautiful act of service for others. Yeah, it really is. Absolutely. I also run a little foundation that does organ donation awareness and I work with our Donate Utah um, yeah. force here. And I've done, you know, some health classes and driver's ed classes and just talking to these teenagers yeah. and giving them the presentation of like what it is, what are the steps, this is how it is, this is what who it affects and showing them these stories. Like mm-hmm. I just love seeing their mind shift. No, I'm not there to try and change their mind, but to share and educate that it is okay like, I right. love that we can make a difference by, you know, sharing our experiences and just teaching them about what it is about. It is about love and life and it's not mm-hmm. scary. Right. Um, so I hope well, and, you know, we continue speaking to do that of everywhere. That, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, the thing too is about when you speak to the youth like that, it's funny how their mind switches from why would I do that to uh-huh. why, why not? Why not? Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. You know? It's amazing. It's just, it becomes just part of education, right? So yeah. sharing your story is important Yeah. because um, it makes it real for people. Yeah. It does. And do yeah. you get messages from people that say, hey, I heard her story and I marked yes. Like those are my favorite yes. messages to get. I just, yes. I'm so appreciative and thought, like it's so thoughtful for them to even say that to me, mm-hmm. you know? I know. Yeah. I know it, it is. It just, doesn't that just make you feel like, Gosh, if you could just impact one life yes. and then you found out you did. Yes, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's so special. Yeah. Well, that's incredible everything you've been able to accomplish. And and it's been 13 years since she yeah. passed away. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she sounded like a beautiful, wonderful, kind, loving little girl. So what she was. was. Yeah. Yeah, we were so close to, you know, yeah. a mom and a 13-year-old. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, that was truly something that I just will always, always treasure. Always. You know, and just knowing that I get to spend time with her and honor her in this way is so important. Um, and, you know, I think you understand that doing something in their name just gives purpose to the pain. Mm-hmm. You know, it does. It creates that. Um, and so, and that way they're not forgotten either, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which is important. Tell us about, um, her organ recipients. Do you have relationships with them? (coughs) So we have met four out of the five recipients, which has been a blessing that they've all let us in their lives. Um, and if you, if you go to our website and go to about, and then you look at press, you'll see on Good Morning America, you'll see the story where we met her heart recipient. And um, we've met her kidney and pancreas recipient and her other kidney recipient. We've been in touch with her um, cornea recipient, this sweet girl who always just will message me that she has sight and loves being able to see. And I mean, it just, it's, it's been amazing that they've led us into their lives the way they have. Um, we haven't met her liver recipient, but we do know it was a young child who received her liver. And from last report that I heard that he was doing very well. And so at this point, he would be about 16, wow. you know? So, yeah, it's pretty amazing, right? And it's a miracle. I mean, organ donation truly is a miracle. The yeah. logistics and things that go on behind the scenes to even make it happen. Mm-hmm is just a miracle, truly. 
Yeah, it really is. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just, I just, it's just a whole new world that you get opened up to once you're thrown into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, something you've really never thought about. No, you know, all all of a sudden becomes so apparent in your world and so important, um, and important enough that you want to share it with others, right? So, yeah, and it's a world we all don't want to know, you know. Yeah, but here we are. Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> Y'all are doing good work. <laughs> Thank sharing you. Sharing stories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're trying. All right. Um, so tell us, I feel like you have told us, but do you want to add to how you were making lemonade with your lemons? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think how we've made lemonade out of these lemons is by creating this grief support program for donor families and filling a need that wasn't there for them. Um, And that truly came from the experience that we had of not having that kind of grief support of, of people who understood that grief and gratefulness of donation. And so I think being able to give families hope and understanding who have walked through this journey has been the lemonade that's come out of it. Truly, truly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think you're doing a wonderful job of it. And thank you for spreading Taylor's, I don't know, just all of her gifts and ignite knowledge. And I don't know, she just made such a difference. Mm -hmm. So good job. We're proud of you. Keep it up. And thank you. you for coming on and sharing with us. Oh, absolutely. I really appreciate it. Yeah. I love how y'all just let people share their stories. Mm, yep. You know, we love it. We love That's to right. listen to them. And I think there's just so many we can all connect to and, you know. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Make sure to leave us a rate and review wherever you are listening. You can also email us at makinglemonadepodcast1 at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram at makinglemonade.podcast or Facebook at makinglemonadewithwit and kills. You can also find out more about my foundation, Bane's Legacy, at facebook and instagram at bands legacy and www.baneslegacy.com and you can find out more about my foundation you can find us on social media at tay tuff and our website is tay